I never wanted to say that I was a writer or a creative because the fact that I wasn't doing it professionally or I wasn't out there, I had, I decided no one made me feel this way. I decided this for myself. I decided that that meant that I was not good. Welcome to the Creative Tax Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. Or you can check out some of my visual work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love to have you be part of our online community called Daily Creative Habit. It's a Facebook group that's private where people show up and say, I wanna be more consistent with my creativity and craft. If that's you, we would love to have you be part of that community, the conversations, some of the challenges and encouragement that happens over there. Simply go to dailycreativehabit.com and we look forward to having you be part of our group. For today, I am having a conversation with my friend, Kelly Green Elrod. And I have gotten to know Kelly really well over the past year. She's in a mastermind with me and, you know, she's just somebody who I really appreciate her insights and just her approach. And she has quite the journey and story. Um, and I love that she's very free sharing with how she has navigated through things and how she continues to. And one of the things we talk about today, Kelly's a very um, multifaceted person. She is an attorney but she's also a creative person who is a writer. And she does a lot of different things creatively to express that creative need. Uh, sometimes it's refinishing furniture or it shows up in creating a course that's tied to her legal business. Um, so we talk about how she navigates those things, how when you're a creative person, even if you try to stifle that, or cut that part off of you or out of your life, it still comes back. It still needs to find a way out because it's who you are as a person. And so Kelly just very graciously shares a lot of things that are still in process right now. And I know that you're gonna be encouraged by her story, by her experiences and insights, and uh, find her just very relatable. And you'll be able to tell just from our banter uh, that um, you know she is a good friend. And so this is uh, a special creative chat, if you will. I love when I can have people on who are uh, part of my normal everyday life and just have some talks, uh, some real life talks about some things that are happening currently. Uh, she's in a place of transition upcoming, and so talking a little bit about how does she embrace her writing? Uh, how does she continue to embark on this journey? So here is my creative chat with Kelly Green Elrod. Well, Kelly, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. I'm excited to talk to you today. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today. Yes, this is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, it's going to be it's going to be something. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Yes. No, it will be good. I mean, I know it. I know it for sure. So, um for the sake of everyone who's listening right now, why don't you just give us a little snapshot of who are you? What do you do? 
Mm. See, there's no little about that snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, let's see. Well, I was born on an unusually cold morning in 1977. Okay. May. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, that is true, but not what we're going to talk about today. So my name is Kelly Green Elrod. I am a resident of Tennessee, the greatest state ever, except for Maine, which is my dream state, but we can get to that later. And um, I live right outside of Nashville, about 15, 12, 15 miles outside of Nashville. Um, my house on my side of the street is the only house for a hundred miles, a hundred miles, a hundred acres. So, um, four cats, two dogs, which you see behind me because <laughs> you can see me in this moment though. Podcast listeners can't. And, um, I am, I've had a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you know, we're in a mastermind together and that's mm-hmm. kind of the, butt of the, a lot of the jokes are how many, you know, all the different jobs slash careers I've had, but at present, um, I'm an attorney and I practice business law and entertainment law and real estate law. So crazy, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. When is this podcast going to launch? Is it in a few weeks or? Okay, uh, so we too. Okay, so we won't. So, so yeah. So at the time this podcast launches, I will still be doing all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> There's some changes coming up, but yeah, yeah. And one of the other things too that you didn't mention there necessarily, um, which we'll get into, is mm-hmm. you are also a writer. I am a writer. That sounds crazy to say that out loud. Like, and it's a struggle, right? Because yeah. you and I've talked about this, but. Mm-hmm. Um, identifying myself um, as a creative, even though that has always been who I am and something I've always done and always been a dream of mine to actually do that professionally, be an author and not just a writer. Um, But yes, I'm a writer. I write daily. That is my daily creative habit. Um, Whether that's journal writing, I'm working on a couple of books. I write a lot of poetry. I've written a lot of songs. Um, but yeah, I like to write. That's yeah. how I process. Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, and you know, one of the reasons why I want to talk to you today and have everybody else listen in on this conversation is because I think there are so many times we think that our path has to be so direct and uncluttered um, and just always this kind of up and to the right type of thing, you know, and the more I talk to people, the more I hear again and again, that it's not that way. And that there's this tension sometimes and struggle to try to manage, okay, what am I doing for a career? If it's not necessarily the creative thing and how do I still maintain my creativity? How do I move more into my creative, you know, endeavors, if that's what I want to pursue for a career. Um, and just figuring all that out as you go. And so um, I know we've had conversations around that. And um, just curious though, before we get too deep into what's happening now, I want to dial things back a little bit because I I love asking my guests this question of where the stuff came from, right? Like, so Kelly, as a little child, Mm -hmm. um, 
what were some of your earliest creative memories? What did creativity look like for you as a kid? Oh, wow. Do you really ask all of your podcast yeah, guests? Yeah, do you really? I do. Hmm. Huh. I can tell you listen a lot. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened, by the way. I, and I don't recall this question. <laughs> I would have been prepared for it. Um, <laughs> gosh. Well, I mean, I have written as long as I can remember. Like I have a, you know, a song and a recitation that I wrote for my mother at four. That, like that's probably the oldest recorded um, writing, you know. But, you know, I was writing very, very young, but I was also creating very young. I mean, I, I don't know if all kids are super creative. I know that my, I've got a six-year-old who is extremely creative. Um, you know, I, I joke and say that she kills a tree every day. Um, with her drawings and paintings. Um, but I did, I, I painted a lot as a kid and drew and, you know, um, but my writing is where I really felt like I, uh, like as a small child, I colored, but I was very careful to color in the lines. I wasn't a messy colorer, you know, I didn't just draw things out of my head, but I wrote things out of my head. Like I, I created things you know, from my imagination in my writing. Uh, and I didn't do that in, with other mediums. Mm -hmm. So it was a way to process for you, right? A for sure a way of process, yeah. you know, just, um, you know, when I was lonely or when I was trying to figure something out in my life, you know, even super young, I would write it, you know, I would journal, I would um, write a poem, you know, that, that is how I, um, and still to this day process. Yeah. So what did that look like for you as you got older and, and started thinking about, okay, career choices and like, does creativity fit into what you do for a living? And if it does, how does that fit in? Mm. Like, how did you navigate some of those questions? Well, um, yeah, I, I just decided that it didn't. Hmm. You know, I just decided um, I I made a lot of decisions as a young adult um, or as an older teenager, young adult in my career paths that really had nothing to do with my creativity um, and everything to do with this is what I thought was expected of me or and, and not by just like immediate family, just by, you know, what I expected of myself or the world, you know, what the world expected from me. This is how you, you garner success. Um, you know, eventually I ended up in law school. That's, you know, that's what I'm doing now. There, there were fleeting moments in my early adulthood where I thought I'm going to, I'm going to try my hand at being a songwriter. Um, and I moved to Nashville, right. To do that. And I wrote, um, and what I realized very quickly is that art is subjective mm -hmm. and that felt like a lot for me. It felt like it, it felt, um, for me, I thought I'm never going to be successful and have like enough money to take care of myself, much less a family. You know, it's like one in a million chance, right? And you hear these, you know, statistics and 
And I believed them and I heard them. And so what I did is I just shut it down as best as I could and, and relegated my writing to, you know, journal writing, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fantastic. I mean, I could never stop, but um, I had this burning desire in me to keep writing. And um, I didn't love songwriting because it just felt I couldn't, I couldn't get enough into it three minutes that I wanted <laughs> Uh, you know, my songs were not, <laughs> were not very marketable. <laughs> um, and, and I had, you know, I'd always had ideas for books. And so I would, you know, in spare time, I would kind of jot down, you know, characters and thoughts and scenes and so on and so forth. But I never would allow myself, you know, time to actually flesh that out and really work on a novel because I was too busy working hard to pay the bills, make money, you know, like be successful. And I suffered because of that. You know, I suffered um, because when you shut, when you, and I could never shut it off entirely, but when you try to stifle a part of you, um, it, you, you hurt all parts of you, you know, you, when you start to fragment yourself, you know, um, and I'm, I've learned this as I've gotten older because I'm also a, someone that experienced a lot of trauma early on, but, um, like the experiencing trauma causes a lot you to fragment yourself. Um, you can also fragment yourself by shutting parts of you down. So if you're a creative person and you have creative needs, um, and you go, mm, that doesn't fit into my schedule, my day, my life. And you shut that down. You, you know, a lot of people call it compartmentalizing. Well, what you're doing is fragmenting yourself. And in your mind, you're going, I'm doing this so that I can put all my concentration over here so I can pay off, I can be successful, I can have money, and then I'm going to have all the time in the world. And I, guess what I can do? I can write again. But when you fragment yourself, you also make yourself very unhealthy. And then all areas of your life suffer. And what you set out to do to put this on the back burner, quote unquote, fragmenting yourself um, ended up crippling all your other areas so that, that you're suffering everywhere. And had you just taken the time out daily, weekly, you know, whatever works for you to really practice your creative um, and uh, exercise those creative muscles, then I believe you would have, I would have been more successful all around earlier on. Yeah. But do you think that your work would be a lot different? Because obviously the experiences that you've had and even the struggle that you had to go through forms things in you, gives you certain perspective, right? Um, so do you think that maybe your work now has a certain weight to it that wouldn't necessarily have been there earlier on? Yeah, for sure. But I believe that I, I love writing journeys. I love storytelling. I love writing stories and journeys. And I think there was value in my writings as a 20 year old in that journey, writings in my value as a 30 year old in that place and writing in my, you know, there's value in my writings in my forties. And of course my writing today would looks very different than it would have looked at 30 or 20 but 20, it, it was still valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still, it still should have been flowing. Um, 
more regularly than it was. But the fact that you're you've paid attention to this, right? You're moving towards this. I think there's somebody today is listening and going, you know what? That's what that's where I've been. That's that's what I've been trying to do is just basically push this aside or choose the you know practical thing um, over the creative thing because of either their voices, the voices of the people around them. Um, and now finding themselves maybe in the place where, where you are um, or you've been and saying, mm -hmm. this isn't healthy for me. This isn't, I need to be creative. I need to express, mm -hmm. um, I need to have that outlet. And even if it's not necessarily like, this is my full-time career, mm -hmm. figuring out what place in your life that has, right? And not being ashamed of it. There yes. was something in me that I was, um, I was ashamed of my creativity for so many years, like because it was not because I wasn't, you know, immediately discovered as this amazing writer and, you know, had all of the success. I had, I hadn't, I'd never really put myself out there to be, you know, published much less discovered, you know, um, but I was, I never wanted to say that I was a writer or a creative because the fact that I wasn't doing it professionally or I wasn't out there, I had, I decided no one made me feel this way. I decided this for myself. I decided that that meant that I was not good, mm. that that meant that I was really bad at it. And so I would rather not tell people that I was creative then tell them that I was creative, that I was a writer. And they say, oh my God, let me read something that you've written. They read it and they're like, oh, don't lose your day job. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. You, you may, you know, you're a much better attorney at than, you know, being a writer. And so I just, again, you know, kept it to myself, but there is, and for some people that's absolutely fine. Like there, there's a lot of my writing that I want to keep to myself. Like it is for processing purposes. Um, there's a lot of poetry that I don't want to share, but I think, and I don't know, you can speak to this and, you know, I'd love to hear some of your other audience opinion on it, but for, for me as a creator, as a, someone that likes to create um, and uses writing as a medium, I have a deep desire to share it. Like I don't want to, it just to be for me. Like I've always, from the time I've been very small, wanted to share my creativity wanted to, you know, read something that I've written, um, you know, share something that I've drawn, even though I'm a terrible, you know, artist, like visual artist. Um, but I, you just still have this in, in, you know, internal need to share, you know, your creation. Well, I think, you know, that's one of the things that when I first met you, it's funny because I met you in the context of, you know, again, you mentioned a mastermind and as Kelly, the lawyer and, I was very surprised to find out that there was this other side of you that was very much creative. And at first I was kind of like, uh, really? Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, I don't, I haven't seen this yet. This is, this, you know, and then, you know, there's the, there's the, um, you know, people just think, oh, well, you know, if this person's a lawyer, how can they ever be creative? I mean, that seems like there's this big divide, you know, uh, there, but. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you that reaction. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your honesty, first yeah. of all. But that reaction is part of why, you know, it's hard for um, people in the 
not in the non-creative world to want to share it because it's almost like yeah or if you, you know really no way attorney can't be creative you know a physician can't be creative an accountant can't be creative like you've got this big if you were creative you wouldn't be doing what you were doing mm. and yeah. so it's it's that kind those kind of you know it and that was a really vulnerable you know in that mastermind it was a really vulnerable vulnerable place for me to actually even admit that I was a writer yeah but I had done enough work um internally to have decided I'm going to be honest about who I am with everyone even when I feel like you know when I'm in a group of creatives and who are practicing their creativity as you know full time um it you know it's it's scary to put yourself out there as one of them because you're not, you know? Yeah. You know, and the thing I want to return to is we started to talk a little bit about this whole idea of creating, not just for yourself, but creating really to be able to share it with other people. And that was one of the things that I think, you know, when we started talking about that and, and that was a connection point, even for us to go, you know, yeah, for some people creating is about, them exploring a process or a method. Uh, and it's, and it's more about that than it is about whatever their, uh, end result is, if you will, of their creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, and for us, you know, it was realizing, oh, okay. So it's not only me creating these things, but it's me sharing these things with other people. It's me getting to connect with somebody over something that I've created. And, and once that connection has been made and, and there's a, a relational element to it, then it feels more complete. But without mm -hmm. that, there's something missing, right? Right. I mean, I think it, it's, it's such an important part to listen to who you are as a creative person to realize how you create why you create, right? What is it that you're looking to do with your creativity? I've thought about that a lot, truly. Like why, you know, why do I create, why do I have this need um, to make something from nothing? Mm -hmm. And because I think about that, like some people in, in all, um, in all creative expressions like some people like to create something from nothing some people like to capture something mm -hmm. that is there you know um some people like to transform things you know like sometimes i like to refinish furniture and make it into something new you know i think we all do that to a certain extent right but one thing that i love to do is i mean and maybe it's just born from some of my trauma as a child but i like to create worlds like mm. you know tolkien right c.s lewis um jk rowling you know create different types of worlds and like write stories about these worlds you know and i thought about that a lot i'm like why why do i do that why what is why do i feel a need to tell that story you know it's not um it's not a story of, you know, a, a nonfiction story where, 
you're telling how someone overcame something that's truth, you know, like, I mean, this is a made up story in your head and, and, and maybe you've felt that way, you know, at times it's like, what, what purpose does this have in the world? Why, why am I, why do I feel so compelled, you know, to put this out there? And I don't know that we can ever really know exactly why, you know, I think that sometimes things are just born in us for reasons that are beyond us. Mm -hmm. And our um, mission isn't necessarily to understand why, but to just do. And sometimes we get caught up in, in trying to figure out the why, trying to figure out the how, you know, what would be best, what would not be best, why am I doing this, why am I not doing this, you know, and just, just do it, just write it, just draw it, just paint it, just sing it, just, you know, don't um, hold yourself down by having to understand before you produce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So often clarity comes with action. Yeah. And sometimes it never comes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, why do we have to have all the answers? Maybe we don't. Maybe just having this thing inside of you is enough. I would love to hear a little bit about your, I mean, we talked about how writing for you is a lot of times processing, but in terms of, of not just journal writing or like, Hey, I'm trying to figure something out or I'm trying to form my opinion, but like, can you talk a little bit about like, what does your creative practice and process look like? And what, what do you find most helpful about it? Mm. You know, I'm still really developing that. And it's difficult um, as someone that works full time in, uh, in other areas. You know, it's funny how you gravitate towards certain things. Like in my law practice, I gravitated toward contracts because what I like about the contract is actually writing the contract. <laughs> uh, you know, words were still, you know, what I was drawn to, crazy enough. Um, so having you know, what my system, what my practice is, is, it is still in like baby stages of development. You know, you hear some people that are, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts, especially I listen to, you know, writers podcasts and, you know, they've got a special room in their house with no windows, you know, or they've got a special room with a big picture window, or they get up at 6am and take a quick jog and they come back and sit down and knock out four hours of their masterpiece, you know, like I don't have any of that. And it's not because I don't believe in it. Like I, I, I aspire to that, you know, but for me right now, it's, I've got to get up and get a six-year-old up and get us both out the door, hopefully without, you know, tears and get to school and then get to the office and figure out what's happening there. Um, and so it is a struggle to work that in for me, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I do it and I've, I've been better and I've been more consistent. Oh, thank you to you. Thanks to you. Um, listening to your podcast, your, you know, your group, just knowing you and how you show up. Um, because what I used to think is that because writing is so at times mentally taxing, especially the type of writing I like to do. Um, fiction writing, mm -hmm. even though I'm currently also writing a nonfiction book, but I love my, my heart, my passion. I love writing fiction stories. 
And um, I would say, oh my gosh, you know, I've only got 15, 20 minutes. I obviously can't get in the right headspace to really work on this story. So I just don't work on it. But you know, what I've been doing is, and you've taught this about, you know, just important to do that you're doing something so I will write something every day whether it's a journal entry or a poem like if I don't I mean sometimes I seriously write a haiku you know like Mm -hmm. just to exercise and get it out and have moved you know move on so there's not a process like a practice for me at this stage Um, I am but I am because it is so important to me and I have realized that it is a like a body part that I've tried to cut off for the last 40 years. Um, I am making some changes in my life professionally to allow me more time to do that. And um, I am thankful that I'm in a spot where I can start to make those. Um, But I had decided to make those before I had, you know, before I, I sat down and worked out the logistics, I said, okay, this is a really important to me. I'm going to figure out how I can spend an hour of my day writing or one day a week writing. So what, what kind of changes do I have to make to make that happen? Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm doing that. So maybe, maybe ask me that question in another year. And I can tell you that I get up at six and I swim the ocean and then I, <laughs> you know, feed the dolphins and then have all this inspiration <laughs> and I come back and I write something amazing. Yeah. 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 Probably not. Well, well, you know what though, Kelly, I appreciate your openness and honesty in that. Um, and that's one of the things I love about you is you're, you're so willing to just share in the moment and just seriously, like, because I think it's more relatable. Um, I think there are more people who are still in process on those things too. And while sometimes it's helpful to hear about or see examples of somebody who's further down the road and, you know, who has, who seemingly has it all together and has, you know, uh, um, some kind of path that maybe you can mimic part of, you know, so often those people feel out of reach and you don't feel the sense of, Oh, okay. So this is actually attainable for me right where I am hearing, you know, your, your process in that, you know, hearing that you're in process on that um, is helpful and it's, it's in the moment and um, relatable, I think for a lot of people. So I appreciate your willingness just to, to be honest with that stuff, you know? Oh yeah. I can relate. (laughs) I am relatable. I've got this six year old (laughs) screaming to prove it. Yeah. Um, Uh, well and that's the thing that like we have this ideal i think so many times where it's like i want to do my creativity for you know and again this is if this is what you're looking for my creativity is going to be my profession it's going to be the way that i make my living it's going to be the way that i'm satisfied creatively and feeling significant and feeling connected and just feeling like i'm in a flow and doing the best work that I've ever done. Like that's the the bullseye for so many people. And yet getting there, it just seems to be jumping a lot of hurdles and navigating a lot of difficult seasons and, and having to figure out, okay, yeah, there's, there's very real needs of finances and there's, you know, family things and responsibilities and there's all these other things 
at play? How do you navigate that? And so you don't shut something down. You keep going towards it. But in the moment, you still find those wins. You find those places where you can keep growing and developing creatively and contributing uh, and expressing, you know? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that, that you look to that, that really inspire you in terms of creativity? And maybe these are authors, maybe these are just other creative individuals that have nothing to do with the expression of what you relate to, but like, what, who are the people who, who you go and man, I, I, what they do really helps me want to be a better creative person. Gosh, you know, honestly, I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, I can, I, I can point to authors that I adore and love and love their writing and think, gosh, you know, I mean, as a kid, like I said, reading Tolkien, reading Lewis, like I'm, I'm the nerd that actually read, you know, all of the Lord of the Rings books, you know, before me, the movies came out <laughs> um, and all of, all of Lewis's books. Uh, I mean, there's so many books that I read as a child growing up and I just fell in love with the stories, but I don't know that that was inspiration from a, this is inspiring me to write a story as much as it's <clears throat> inspiration from a, um, look, they did it, you know, mm. they, they didn't stop. Like they, they realized their dream and did other things too. You know, they, they were professors and, um, but I get inspiration from so many things. Like, I mean, I get inspiration from listening, listening to, you know, I'm a content junkie. And I listen to so many different types of podcasts and um, I read so many different types of books and I get inspiration from all of them. So it's not like here's this, you know, I see this author and get this inspiration or this person is my muse or I take a walk in nature and I get this, you know, like I could be at the grocery and somebody will say something that sparks something inside of me and I have to quickly jot it down on my phone because it just sent me into a thousand different places, you know, sent me down this, this rabbit trail of ideas that I need to explore further. Like, um, you know, I could be flipping the channels and I see a commercial and it's some tagline that I was, I'm like, that is brilliant, you know? And, and that sends me down this rabbit trail of all these different ideas. Um, so it's not like, gosh, like here is my go-to for inspiration. Like, I mean, I find inspiration in so everything almost, you know. Um, a lot of times I find inspiration in negative things. Um, you know, in, in how I how neg how I feel negatively about something or how someone says something and it doesn't sit well with me. And that makes me think, gosh, well, I bet that's how my character felt or that's how, you know, so it's inspiration. I feel like it's everywhere. Mm. It's just, you have to have your eyes open and your heart open and, you know, be willing to see things a little sideways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, that's something that is definitely a skill to be open and aware and able to receive 
from wherever it is that you are, whatever's going on around you and, and not feel so boxed in with some things that it has to come a certain way or a certain time. Mm. Uh, Cause I think too many times, like when as creative people, we, we put the muse up on this pedestal and think we have to have this inspiration that if this doesn't come a certain way, if this doesn't come a certain time, then I'm sitting around waiting or I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels and I'm not doing anything because I'm waiting because I'm, I'm not feeling inspired because I'm not thinking about anything that feels significant for me to contribute. Um, when so often it's like you said, I think the small moments when we start realizing that those have a lot more impact than we give them credit for, you know, yeah. they can impact us. And like, for me personally, I don't know how not to feel inspired. Like, I don't know what that's like to not have an idea. I don't know what it's like to not, um, something to make my mind just go fast. Like I, I have that, that I'm, I, what, what am I trying to say? I, there's never been a time for me that I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm just waiting for inspiration. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Hmm. That is like, that sounds like I, I could sleep. <laughs> 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 that sounds like kind of amazing. I'm not going to, well, I like, oh, you know, because I'm playing by the opposite side of like constant, you know, constant barrage of ideas and inspiration and stories that are happening in my head. You know, and that's probably part of why I haven't told people for so many years because I thought they were going to like, oh, this girl, she's got, you know, voices in her head or she's crazy, you know, she's crazy. And um, I think I am. And that's okay. You know, like, and I guess with age, you're just okay with being, you know, a little crazy, a a little off, as my grandmother would put it. Um, But yeah, my inspiration's kind of constant you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so don't sit around and wait for it you know no no and it it also it's apparent to me that you have and again maybe this comes you know too with with getting older i find this for myself too where you and by the way i didn't say you're getting old no i heard that the- <laughs> I, I heard <laughs> you put me in the same bucket as you and i would like for all the listeners to hear that oh, i wow. have really dark hair and you don't and it's not because it's blonde but anyway um, yeah, so anyway what i was saying is saying. that you um when you start to approach life a little more holistically in that creativity isn't just for you like writing you mentioned you like to refinish furniture you mentioned you know a couple of other different instances where your creativity comes out. Um, and even in the midst of your, um, you know, your law practice, you've created, uh, your own, you know, company for, you know, course and to help people, Mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit about like that aspect and creativity surrounding that, like, first of why would you do that? And how did that come about? Sure. Sure. Well, I would have clients come into my office and um, I do business law. I started out doing entertainment law and I'm in Nashville and 
folks in the entertainment industry, usually producers, singers, songwriters would come into my office. And I, because of how the industry's gone, you know, people aren't just waiting. They're not waiting around anymore for the big deal, right? We've got social media. They can, they get their own offices. They can produce their own albums. So they're, they're their own business. So it pretty quickly morphed into business law with understanding in the entertainment industry, but more business law um, because I was helping them set up their LLCs or their corporations, you know, doing all their corporate documents. Um, so I just morphed in that to, into that area of law. Then I would have folks come into the office and say, hey, you know, I've got this business. So-and-so says they're going to sue me. And I'm like, well, let me see your corporate documents. They're like, well, I don't have any. I'm like, what? what do you mean? <laughs> like, well, you know, I had $5,000 to start this business. And, you know, I bought a website and I got this and that and X, Y, Z. And I just didn't have money for legal. And um, so here I am and I've got an employee that wants to see me or a customer that wants to see me or someone's threatening me or someone says I'm infringed on the trademark. And so I realized how many people out there were starting businesses and had not even thought about legal. Or if they had, they just decided they can't afford it and moved on. There are a lot of companies out there that are doing DIY legal, right? Um, they're like template producers where you just give them, you know, a little bit of information. They spit out a document for you or um, just some tutorials like online tutorials, this is how you become a business XYZ. And I, in my opinion, um, people were getting false hope from those types of mm. services because they would, you know, go to, you know, legalwhatever.com and, you know, file their LLC with their state. And then they were, they're like, we're protected. We're great. I'm an LLC. You can't take my house. And that's, that's not the truth. You know, there's, there are a lot of things to do um, to keep your personal assets safe from your business, at, you know, uh, business assets. And so I came up with a company called Legal Easy um, because we make Legal Easy, Legal Easy. <laughs> and um, where, and it's a course, uh, it should be finished and launched in the next few weeks. Um, but where it is teaching folks how to be the digital CEO of their business um, from the from a legal perspective. So it is on, you know, from deciding which type of entity you should be, there's education about that. Um, I take you through like on a Loom video about how to register your LLC. Um, at no time do I tell you this is the end all be all. I still recommend you have an attorney. It's not specific you know, it's not legal advice because I don't know your circumstances. I'm just giving you legal education, but it gives you enough of a foundation to understand what you can and can't do yourself and not feel confident in, in a, you know, $15 template that someone has given you that, that your, your personal assets are protected. Like it mm -hmm. is giving you the education that you need to understand how to legally run your business. So yeah, so the fun part of that for me was the creative part, right? I mean, the easy part is spitting out the information because I've done this, I do this for a living. Right. But the fun part was like actually creating the company. Of course, I had to come up with a catchy name, even though all marketing, they're like, don't come up, no catchy. 
just say what it is, you know? And I pretty much gave him the middle finger and said, no, I, I like a catchy name. Um, I'm a writer. So it's legal easy. And because we make legal ease, legal easy. I mean, come on. How cute mm-hmm, is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, it's fun. I love it. Um, and again, it's not, it is not DIY legal. It is not the one stop where you, you have this course and you'll never be sued and you will have, you know, you're not going to become an attorney um, in the five hours this course provides. Right. Right. Um, and I'm very clear about that it, because there are, again, there are services out there and there are courses out there that give you all these templates that are like, this is it. You'll never need an attorney. And um, I think that is a um, gross um, statement, like overstatement. That is not correct at all. So, mm. yeah, I think it's great that you you offer this as a resource because it's definitely needed. And just even having people understand the context so that they even know what questions to ask, because I think it's so intimidating for so many right. people, especially creative people. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time on the podcast of like, you're not just an artist, you're not just a maker. Um, but, you know, if you're doing this, this is your business, this is your livelihood, then yeah, you you are a business, you are, um, you need to think about yourself in a different way, not just like, oh, this is just something I do, you know, if it's not a hobby. Um, and if it's not a hobby, then you can't treat it like that, you have to, to make sure that there are certain things in place. And it is intimidating when you don't know, you don't, you've never had those conversations, you don't have those people around you. um, And you're looking for so many different parts of how do I build a business? How do I make this thing legit? And not only just make the money and do the things I want to do creatively, but protect myself. Yeah. And I would even say, even if it is a hobby, because a lot of people define a hobby by um, this is something I like to do for fun. But if you, if you're, there's going to be an exchange of money or an exchange at all, um, then it's a business and not a hobby is I do this for myself and nobody one else, right? Mm-hmm. A hobby would me be buying a piece of furniture at, you know, a yard sale and redoing it for my house. Um, but me doing it and then selling it to my neighbor for $10 is a business. <laughs> so if there's an exchange happening, then you need to educate yourself on, what that looks like you know and and Mm -hmm. what sort of liability you're setting yourself up for yeah yeah totally and we'll be sure to uh put a link in the show notes for that uh, so people can know where to to locate that and find out some more information um because i'm sure that even just again knowing what questions to ask starting to to research a little bit more um and and obviously people have heard you talk on the podcast now they know that you're not somebody who's going to be heavy-handed with this information but really trying to make sure that you deliver it in a way that's accessible and personal for people yeah well yeah i've got an entire lesson on trademarks copyrights um and i think that's probably where most creatives have a lot of questions Mm -hmm. um you know which is you know which one is which? What am I doing? Should I register? Should I not? Um, that's in there, of course. Any questions, you know, you guys have, I can answer on that too. But, um, you know, and just the process of like setting up a business, like, should I be an LLC? Should I not? You know, how does that look from a tax perspective? I'm not a tax attorney, but I just give a little bit of information on that, you know. Um, but those are all 
things that you want to consider and you really want to have knowledge about before you set up a business or if you've already, it's not too, it's never too late. Like it's never too late to start creating or like to actually live your creative life that you were, you know, made to live. Um, It's also not too late to get your legal affairs in order for your business. Yeah, for sure. So like I said, yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to put that in the show notes um, and point people to you for that. Uh, I think it's going to be a great resource. Um, So thank you for that. Um, I'd love to, to ask you one last question and, this doesn't necessarily have to only be in <laughs> creativity, um, but just what is something that someone has given you as far as a piece of advice? And, and maybe this is something you read in a book. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a, a conversation or experience you had with a person that you knew, but something that really impacted you that's a piece of advice that you would love to pass along to somebody else right now who's listening. Hmm. There's so much. Good night. You know, I mean, we're on creative chats, so I feel mm-hmm. like it should be um, somewhat creative. But I will tell you that what's coming to mind is something that you told me. How about that? How about we end <laughs> on that? Um, but we were talking one day, I don't know if you remember this, and you said something about how the only way forward is through. And that really struck me really, really like another piece of inspiration, right? Like I actually put that in a book when you were, you said that my mind started going, right? Ding, ding, ding. And I loved it. And so many times we try to, um, we, you know, we try to like, as we fragment ourselves, um, you know, we, we keep that fragmented part over to the side and we, we try to move forward and, but we're not integrated, right? That fragmented part is still part of us. It's just out somewhere. And, you know, we can't move forward the way that we think we should, you know, and you, you weren't talking about this specifically for this sort of scenario, but when you said the only way forward is through, it made me go, wow, you know, how many times do we try to you know, build a bridge over something or, you know, blaze a trail around it or dig a tunnel underneath it. Um, Anything not to go through the thing that we're trying to fragment from ourselves, but, you know, to get to the next step in life for healing, um, for real growth, you know, not superficial growth, but real deep growth. I think it was sage advice when you said the only way forward is through. Mm -hmm. And so I would, you know, not challenge, but encourage is a better word. um, Listeners um, who are, you know, maybe struggling with their creativity from a, you know, am I, you know, am I a creative person or am I good enough to throw this out into the world or should I keep writing? You know, the only way to know is to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the answer is yes. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you know, like, I don't care if it is, if I think it's crappy, uh, you know, what stopped me from trying to pursue a creative career is the fact that art is subjective. And now what propels me to create more and to possibly have a creative career is that art is subjective. 
like I've come full circle with it. Like what held me back? What sent me to law school? Because I was too afraid to, you know, wave the banner that, Hey, I'm Kelly and I'm creative and I want to make a living on this is exactly what is helping me to wave the banner to get, to come back to it. Is that before it was, Oh no, artist objective. Somebody, you know, people aren't going to like me. And now I say, Oh yes. Artist objective. At least one person will like me. Who cares about the rest? Right. You know? Yeah. So there's it. The only way forward is through artist objective. Thank God. Mm, Yeah. Well, and thank you for the, the compliment there. Uh, I do appreciate that. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> like a link in your show notes. <laughs> that's, that's, buy my course. Well, I, I, I so appreciate uh, our time together today. Uh, you know, I mean, we talk all the time, but just having the, the ability to talk and share it with some other people who, again, I really believe that this is going to be helpful for some people on their journey. Um, that it's going to be a timely word and your experiences, your perspective, you know, the things that you're still in process on, even that's all going to bring encouragement to them and what they're trying to do and to be like, you know what, I'm not alone in this uh, because really none of us are, we think we are a lot of times, but when we start to hear each other's stories and experiences, that's when we realize, you know what, there is community um, beyond my own experiences you know? Yeah, definitely not alone. It is a process. I'm a process. I will be in the process and on the journey until I die. And I'm totally fine with that. There's no destination. (laughs) And that it sounds great. You know, all the things that sounded so terrible in twenties and thirties sound amazing now. Mm. You know? Yeah. Embrace it, right? Mm -hmm. Embrace it. And every day has opportunities and we just don't know what's, what's waiting for us right around the corner. Um, just keep showing up, keep showing up. Well, thanks again. And I, I so, so appreciate it. And I really hope that people go and, uh, and, and connect with you. Um, if they want to, to find out more about, um, you know, your, your company, yes. what's the web address we can uh, share with www.legaleasyllc.com. And that is L E G A L E A S Y L L C.com. <laughs> yes. And I have a gut feeling that this is going to be your most downloaded episode mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. in the history of creative chats. Bring it. Probably because I'll download it 50 times myself, (laughs) Uh, but just kidding. So anyway. No, but seriously, thank you so much. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to share uh, just all this with the listeners and hope that they get to know you better as well and realize how special you are just as I have gotten to know that over time. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, we shall okay. say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.